Sovereign Grace Chapel, located at 135 Annabelle Lane in Beaver, West Virginia, invites you to listen to a gospel message concerning Jesus Christ our Lord. Okay, if you would, if you want to turn there, I read it last week, but I'm going to read it every time. But 1 Corinthians 1, 1 Corinthians 1, and verses 30 and 31. 1 Corinthians 1, verses 30 and 31. But of him are ye in Christ Jesus who of God is made unto us wisdom and righteousness and sanctification and redemption, that according as it is written, he that glorieth, let him glory in the Lord. As we spoke last week, it pleased God by the foolishness of preaching to save them that believe. When we hear the gospel by God's grace towards us, through the word and by his spirit, Jesus Christ is made unto us wisdom, righteousness, sanctification, and redemption. This is not saying that Christ is not these things until he has made these things unto us. Jesus Christ has always been these things. He is just made unto us these things through the preaching of the gospel. This is to the saving of our soul. We have none of these ourselves. Man's wisdom is brought to nothing by God's wisdom. His wisdom provided a way for him to be just and the justifier of a people. That is, God's wisdom did that. God's wisdom borne out in his purpose being seen and known by man in his word all can read God's word. It's there for them to see it. This being the wisdom of God is rejected by man and his wisdom. For by man's wisdom they know not God. But Jesus Christ is wisdom and his wisdom will come to an individual in time letting them know who he is and that all his purposes shall stand. This causes them to begin to fear God. This being the beginning of wisdom, that is, knowing Jesus Christ, this wisdom brings both fear and assurance. Knowing that he will do all that he says he will do, it brings the believer comfort and assurance. Because of his wisdom, we know all things work together for good to them that love God, to them that are the called according to his purpose. Now next we have what Christ has made unto us, and that is righteousness. And I want to stress, Christ is all these things already, intrinsically. It is who he is. He is just made unto us these things. The us being his people, whom he has revealed these things to by the gospel. Those who are the called according to his purpose, his spirit revealing those things to us. If he does not, then we are left to our own wisdom, which will never know God. But by his spirit we are revealed this by his gospel. Jesus Christ is made unto us righteousness. So now let's look at righteousness. 
man has a righteousness. We read in Scripture, our Lord says in Matthew 5.20, he says, For I say unto you, that except your righteousness shall exceed the righteousness of the scribes and Pharisees, you shall in no case enter into the kingdom of, God, of heaven. This righteousness that the scribes and the Pharisees have is not the righteousness of God. But it is a righteousness that is a, a righteousness before men. Christ says your righteousness must exceed that righteousness. Paul spoke of this when he said in Philippians 3, 6, as him being a, a Pharisee, concerning zeal, per persecuting the church, touching the righteousness which is in the law, blameless. Paul was saying he had the righteousness of the scribes and the Pharisees. He was one of them. The righteousness which is in the law is not the righteousness of God. Man, as we are born, are righteous in our own eyes. So there is a righteousness we have unto ourselves. But it is not the righteousness of God. Here's what that righteousness looks like. In Luke 18, 11, we read, The Pharisee stood, and this is the parable of the Pharisee and the publican. The Pharisee stood and prayed thus with himself, God, I thank thee that I am not as other men are, extortioners, unjust, adulterers, or even as this publican. This Pharisee prayed thus with himself. There was a time when I prayed thus with myself, thinking I could somehow obtain a righteousness before God by my own works. I did not think of it as I was trying to work my own righteousness, but that is what I was taught. I had to do this or that, or don't do this or that. <clears throat> I was taught this, but I drank it up like water. In doing that, I would make myself acceptable before God. This is what I thought in my mind. That is the wisdom of man, and there is no righteousness in that. At that time, I was praying to myself. God was not involved in this. In the parable, it says the man prayed unto himself. That's what it says. He weighed his righteousness about himself to that of other men. Man doing this may look pretty good compared to others, but not before God. Outwardly, he may have been right, but he was not honest with himself inwardly because it all has to do with the heart. The scripture tells us what comes from our heart, just as it did with this man, it does with us. It deceives us into thinking we can somehow have a God righteousness, a righteousness that God will accept. This is a lie of Satan, and if you continue in that lie, you may be made manifest who your father is. Satan is the father of lies. We are told by God what our righteousnesses are to him. Put them all together, and they are the same thing. Our righteousnesses are actually iniquities before God. And if you would, turn with me to Isaiah 64. This is very familiar to you, Isaiah 64. Hopefully I can find it. But we've got enough, plenty of time this morning, don't we? Isaiah 64. Isaiah 64 and, and beginning in verse uh, 4. I'm going to read uh, through verse 8. 
Isaiah 64, verse 4. For since the beginning of the world, men have not heard nor perceived, perceived by the ear, neither have seen, hath the eye seen, O God, besides thee, what he hath prepared for him that waiteth for him. Thou meetest him that rejoicest and worketh righteousness. Those that remember thee in thy ways, behold, thou art wroth, for we have sinned in those in continuance, and we shall be saved. But we are all as unclean as an unclean thing, and all our righteousnesses are as filthy rags, and we all do fade as a leaf, and our iniquities, like the wind, have taken us away. And there is none that calleth upon thy name that stirreth up himself to take hold of thee, for thou hast hid thy face from us, and hast consumed us because of our iniquities. But now, O Lord, thou art our Father. We are the clay, and thou art our potter, and we, we all are the work of thy hand. Verse 6, we read there that our righteousnesses are as filthy rags. It goes on to say, our iniquities. What iniquities? In the context, our iniquities are our righteousnesses. Those things we think to be righteous before God are iniquities, and we fade as a leaf, it says. Our iniquities, our righteousnesses, like the wind, it says, carries us away far from God. So much so that of our own selves we will not call on the name of the Lord or lay hold of him. Because of our iniquities, God has hid his face from us. What do we read in Romans, Romans 10.3? For they, being ignorant of God's righteousness and going about to establish their own righteousness, have not submitted themselves unto the righteousness of God. Our problem is we do not know God's righteousness as we are born in Adam. We will not submit ourselves to his righteousness, as it says there in Romans 10, verse 3. But God be thanked our iniquities would not be seen. His people's iniquities, their righteousnesses, will not be seen by God the Father in them because of what the Son would do. So now we come to the righteousness of God. Jesus Christ is made unto us righteousness. By the gospel and his spirit, we come to know that Jesus Christ is our righteousness. We were at one time going about to establish our own righteousness. Jesus Christ, who is his people's righteousness, is made that unto them by him through the gospel. They come to know him as their righteousness, in other words. What do we read in Romans 1, verses 16 through 18? For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it, that is the gospel, is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth to the Jew first and also to the Greek. For therein is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith. As it is written, the just shall live by faith. For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who hold the truth in unrighteousness. To us is revealed the righteousness of God through this blessed gospel which his people come to love, 
This we do as we are enabled by God through faith given us and also that faith proclaimed to us. This is how we live. This is how we live, it says, but to say it another way, this is how we breathe among the living. It is our way of life, in other words. So we see this righteousness is not a what. It is not a what that we can somehow work to gain, in other words. This righteousness is a who. If you want to know what righteousness is, you should be asking, who is the righteousness of God? Scripture gives us the answer. As we have read, there is a righteousness which we must submit to. That righteousness is a who. Turn with me to Romans 3. Very familiar, Romans 3. Romans chapter 3 and verses 21. And I'm going to read this, and then I want to go through it again. I'm going to talk specifically about some of these things. Romans 3, verse 21. But now the righteousness of God without the law is manifested, being witnessed by the law and the prophets. Even the righteousness of God, which is by faith of Jesus Christ, unto all and upon all them that believe. For there is no difference. For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God, being justified freely by his grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus, whom God has set forth to be a propitiation through faith in his blood to declare his righteousness for the remission of sins that are passed through the forbearance of God. <clears throat> Romans verse, verse 21, it says, but now the righteousness of God. So we are about to hear what or who the righteousness of God is, but then we have a declaration of God, and it's a, a clar clarification. This says, without the law. But now the righteousness of God without law. So the righteousness we are about to hear about is totally apart from the law. It is righteousness without the law. That is any law, including the Ten Commandments. It goes on to say, is manifested. It's rendered apparent or appears. This is where it appears, being witnessed by the law and the prophets. The law and the prophets both give testimony to this righteousness. Even the righteousness, and this word righteousness is the same Greek word as it is in our text. Even the righteousness of God, which is by faith of Jesus Christ. Here is one of those places where a little word can make a big difference. It says faith of Jesus Christ, not faith in Jesus Christ. Of denotes ownership or possession. And that is just what this is telling us as it goes on to say in this text. We see the righteousness of God in the faith which is owned, that is authored and perfected by Jesus Christ himself. This is not worked up by us. It is given to us. And this says, unto all, his faith is, unto all and upon all them that believe. You believe God, 
it will be by the faith of Christ given to you. This faith is unto you and upon you. Righteousness is come to you. For there is no difference, it goes on to say. Verse 23, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Verse 24, being justified freely by his grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. It is all in what Jesus Christ did for his people on that tree that allows us to partake of this righteousness. That is the righteousness of God without the law. It's seen in the face of Jesus Christ. Verse 25, whom God has set forth to be a propitiation through faith in his blood to declare his righteousness for the remission of sins that are passed through the forbearance of God. It is Christ and his faith which is the righteousness of God without the law. This faith is given to his people and faith enables us to believe, but not just believe anything we want. Faith does not cause us to start looking at ourselves to figure out what we can or cannot do, what we should or should not do. Faith enables us to look to and believe that Jesus Christ is our righteousness before God without the law, based on who he is and what he has done. It was the total and complete purpose of the Godhead to do it this way. His wisdom made it so. So much so the whole of the book speaks of Christ. Even the law and the prophets testify to this. That is, it testifies of the righteousness of God being Jesus Christ and his faith without the law. Christ is made unto us. He is made known unto us to be the righteousness of God without the law. He is already this and has been this from eternity, but God enables us to see this glory. It has been manifested to all, but there are those who cannot see it. But God be thanked that he was pleased to choose a people for his name to this end. 2 Corinthians 5.21 we read, For he hath made him to be sin for us, who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. He has made unto us these things, righteousness we are talking about today, and in him we are made these things. <clears throat> I think we are starting to see this clearly, that through the gospel, Jesus Christ, the righteous, is made unto us righteousness. Scripture is clear about us and our righteousness. Our righteousness, says, are as filthy rags in the sight of God. We, by nature, do not submit ourselves to the righteousness of God, which is a person. But Jesus Christ, being righteous, has done for us what we cannot do for ourselves. He, being righteous, has taken on our sin and our sins so that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. It is the faith of Jesus Christ which is counted for our righteousness. Romans 4, verses 3 through 5, we read, For what saith the Scripture? Abraham believed God, and it was counted unto him for righteousness. God's word, not my word. 
Now to him that worketh is the reward not reckoned of grace, but of debt. But to him that worketh not, but believeth on him that justifieth the ungodly, his faith is counted for righteousness. Those who want to work for their salvation to gain favor before God, their reward is one of debt. That's what scripture says. It is not my opinion, it is what God declares to us in his word. This debt will never be paid. So those who work for their salvation will never be righteous before thrice holy God. Their work will never be done or complete. They will still owe a debt before God. Those who work with their flesh because of salvation, their reward is of debt. Those who do this as a way of life are in fact just like those who work or do this thinking it will gain them salvation. They have not yet seen grace, but worketh to their own destruction. If you are working for salvation, or as some might say because of salvation, by doing this or doing that, your reward is that of debt. Romans 6.16 we read, Know ye not that to whom ye yield yourselves servants to obey, his servants ye are to whom ye obey, whether of sin unto death or of obedience unto righteousness. Obedience is faith. And faith is counted to those who are his for righteousness. That is, believing Jesus Christ is righteous. Do we do things that are righteous in God's sight? Yes, when he works in us to will and to do of his good pleasure. I never know what those are. It does us no good to try to figure out what they are. I have this flesh with me and I can never tell. Even standing here preaching, some might think that standing here preaching is done in righteousness, right? I mean, a lot of people would think that. If someone is preaching the truth and they, and they have to be doing that in righteousness, that has to be what they think. That's what some think. But I might preach the truth right down the line but have the wrong attitude. Maybe I think I have come up with these things on my own. I can never trust this flesh. It will tell me I am something because I preached the gospel, but I am nothing. It says to those who worketh not, but it's not just worketh not, it adds, but believeth on him. Those who are his believe him who justifieth the ungodly. By his work and being the propitiation for us, those who believe him, it is faced faith that they have been given that enables them to believe and it is this faith which is possessed by Christ and given to his people that is counted for righteousness it is clear from scripture that our righteousness comes from Christ but let's read another one Romans 5 verses 17 and 18 for if by one man's offense death reigned by one much more they which receive abundance of grace and of the gift of righteousness shall reign in life by one, Jesus Christ. 
Therefore, as by the offense of one, judgment came upon all men to condemnation. Even so, by the righteousness of one, the free gift came upon all men unto justification of life. By the righteousness of one, and just so we are clear, this is Jesus Christ. He is the only one who is righteous. Because of his righteousness, the free gift came upon all men unto justification of life. And this says upon all men, and I want to be clear about this, this all men is a certain number, and we are told this in the previous verse. They which receive abundance of grace and of the gift of righteousness shall reign in life by one. To all of these, they which receive abundance of grace, the free gift came upon all of them. This number is of God's choosing. If we do works which are not righteous, what good are they? I want to obey God's law, but I cannot, and God is clear in his word. Romans 3.20, it says, Therefore, by the deeds of the law, there shall no flesh be justified in his sight. For by the law is the knowledge of sin. You go to serve the law, it will do nothing but give you the knowledge of sin. You will be constantly defeated. We must heed what God's word says, and if you are trying to keep God's law, you are saying that what Christ did is not good enough. You are saying that you can do something worthy of acceptance before God, and in doing so, you put Christ to an open chain. Galatians 2.21 says, I do not frustrate the grace of God. For if righteousness come by the law, then Christ is dead in vain. This does not say if righteousness come by the law before you are saved. It says if righteousness come by the law, period, then Christ is dead in vain. He is dead without a cause is what that word means. Dead for naught if righteousness come by the law. But righteousness does not come by the law. It does not in any way. Righteousness comes by the faith of Jesus Christ. I look to him for everything. I by nature have no capacity to even believe him. He must give a new heart and that faith with which to believe. Every good gift, every perfect gift comes from where? The Father of lights. The Father of illumination. He must give the gifts for us to believe him, and it is believing him we must do. Romans 10.10 says, For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. So how do we attain unto righteousness? Believing Jesus Christ did what he came to do and satisfied the Father on my behalf. Believing him, I enter into a union with the one who is righteous, therefore then being clothed in his righteousness. All these things Christ has made unto us is because he is these things and being brought into that union with him, he is all that we look to. We are one with him. Christ and his church are pictured union together in marriage. What does it say in Genesis speaking of Adam and Eve? And this is a picture of Christ and his church, Genesis 2.23. And Adam said, this is now bone of my bone 
and flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman because she was taken out of man. What Christ did on that tree was what justified me before God, him raising to life. Thank you.